I'd love to tell you what I have going on in my life but Gabriel only wants me to tell you about his upcoming show dates. I have a life too, but I guess I can go fuck myself. So here we go. June 23rd Gabriel will be in Raymond, Washington. June 24th Natchez, Washington. Also I've started seeing someone. On June 25th and 26th Gabriel will be in Shillon, Washington. We're going to take it slow because we've both been burned before. June 30th to July 2nd Gabriel will be at Summit Comedy Club in Fort Wayne, Indiana. He makes me laugh. Not Gabriel the new guy I'm seeing. Probably a lot harder than Gabriel will make the people in Syracuse, New York laugh July 8th and 9th when he is at the Funny Bone. I never thought I'd date a man again, but here we are. For all of Gabriel's show dates and ticket links go to gabrielrutledge.com. Or don't. If you would like to support this podcast by subscribing for $5 a month, click the Substack link in the episode notes. You won't get any extra episodes, but Gabriel will think warm thoughts about you. And now it's time for the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge. Play the royalty-free hip-hop music. Now here's your host, Gabriel I think I started off with a... That sounded like an Andrew Dice Clay laugh. Oh! I'm over here now. Hickory dickory dock. I should cut that out. Hey, uh, a little bit later in the episode, I have a very exciting chat with a uh, in-studio podcast guest. Greg Beachler. Greg Life's a Beachler. Uh, recorded that coming home last night from Moses Lake. I thought I'd do a little bit of uh, uh, a pre-interview podcast uh, coming back from Tigard, Oregon. Beautiful suburb. I have no idea if it's beautiful. I mean, the sports bar I was in was gorgeous across the street from a transmission company. Uh, Tigered home of podcast listener Dave, by the way. Thank you, Dave, and his uh, lovely bride who came out to see me yet again. Uh, You guys are the best. I also did a show. uh, I had a doubleheader. I had a doubleheader. Two shows today. Sure. And, uh, you know, if you're a New York City comedian, you can go to the Comedy Cellar and then New York Comedy Club, The Stand, you can do like four, five, six, seven different clubs in one night if you're an established New York comedian. Well, here in the Northwest, uh, an established comedian can do an afternoon show on someone's back deck and then drive two hours to Tigard, Oregon to do his second show. I actually, the show I did, I did that show in Olympia um, on someone's beautiful back deck. I don't know what. I feel like maybe I just never noticed until I started doing backyard shows for COVID. Or maybe people didn't care about their backyard until they were home more often. But people's backyards now are crazy. Like, I was I was on a deck today. It's got like a full kitchen. There's a bar. It's all undercover. It's beautiful. People are going nuts in the backyard. 
Uh, it was that it was a charity event that I was doing. Uh, actually, the uh, for the Boys and Girls Club, and uh, someone I donated a show to an auction, and someone paid a lot of money uh, for me to perform. Uh, and it was fun, so fun, such a blast. I almost always have fun at these like sort of backyard comedy shows where I bring my karaoke machine. Uh, it was a blast. It was a good time. Okay, who's ready for a comedy show, huh? Yeah. Yes! I asked for an opener. I was denied. I, I will. Would you like to introduce me? I feel like I'm going to say yes, you're going to like whip out a notebook. Like, I've been waiting for this. Have you ever noticed? Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, look. I have done uh, shows at comedy clubs that were not as nice as this deck is. <laughs> so let's start with that. How about a round of applause for our host, Keith Pearson, making their house available. Uh, round of, the man who paid to make this comedy show happen. And the woman. So sorry. So sorry. I'm sorry. It's joint checking and I feel bad that I... <laughs> this is why I'm not letting you talk in the microphone. <laughs> and uh, may, how about a round of applause for the comedian who donated his time to make this happen? What? Oh, that's so unexpected that you would. Someone called me a hero earlier, and I was like, that's a little. It was me. I called myself a hero just to psych myself up for this. Uh, thank you. Uh, some of you I know, some I don't. If, if, if you've never seen me before, uh, I am a comedian. I, I live here in Olympia. I perform all over the world, really. Uh, but sometimes for special events, I get out the karaoke machine. What's that? Can I use it later? Can you use it later? No, I'll be leaving immediately after I'm done. My wife actually bought this karaoke machine. Uh, I would, yeah, 2017 or so, and I'm gonna be honest, I was pretty annoyed. I was like, why, why, why did you buy a karaoke machine? That didn't seem like a need in our family. And then COVID started. I started doing all these backyard comedy shows. I started bringing this every time, and every time I left the house, my wife would be like, hmm? Like she saw it coming. Like she's like, this is a family investment. But really she wanted to sing Come Sail Away Badly. Actually the guy who uh, won the bid for the private comedy show used to own my house. That's just, This is how small Olympia, Washington is. He sold the house to my mother-in-law who then sold it to us. So that was, that was, I actually thought someone else had bid on my comedy show at the auction because I know another guy who used to live in my house. Uh, that's... It's not the sign of a giant town when you just run into people who used to live where you live all over the place. But anyway, that was fun too. We had to talk about, you know, who was left in the neighborhood, who died, who moved out, who still did drugs. You know? A good talk. I guess it's like, it's like running into exes all over town. Uh, but I don't 
really have any exes in town, but I have people who used to live in my house. <laughs> my wife doesn't really have any exes either, so I don't run into people who used to have sex with her, but I do run into people who used to have sex in my house. Really fun. That was that was a that was a very fun show. Uh, and uh, actually, uh, I won't say people's names, but another podcast listener or two at that uh, at that, and uh, that was fun. Uh, my show in Tigard was it was good. Uh, not a great sound system, and also the they did not know how to turn the music off. It was coming from like I don't know what some sort of jukebox type machine. And I'm like, hey, can you turn the music off? They're like, we wish. Don't know how. Uh, so that was, you know, every time I stopped talking, you would just hear the faint sounds of ZZ Top in the background. But I'd still call it a good show. Uh, it was a little weird. A guy in the bathroom before the show, uh, I was uh, peeing. That's one of the things I do in bathrooms. I pee. And uh, he goes, you're the comedian. I'm like, wow. I can already tell this is going to be a great conversation. I was like, yeah. He's like, you better be funny. And I go, or what? (laughs) I love that you better be funny thing. Or what? You have a bad night? Or you paid $15 to not enjoy yourself? What's with the threats? I think I said no guarantees. And no refunds. And then the other guy in the bathroom was like, you should be nice to the comedian, he might make fun of you. And then that guy was like, a lot of comedians think they can come at me. I haven't been bested yet. I'm like, oh great, so now it's combat. Why do people think that's what comedy is? Why can't I go back to the nice deck I was on? Where people are friendly. No one at my backyard show today was like, you better be funny. I heard donuts for Charlie. I don't know what that means. Okay, I, I will. I will go on. Does that feel like that's your couple safe word we just all learned? But... Donuts for Charlie. Here we go. I didn't even mean. Look, there is such thing. This is a turn in the show, isn't it? Uh, there is such thing as a non-sexual safe word, right? You know what, like, as a couple, when you're like, if we're going to leave the party, I'm going to come over and be like, you know what, I forgot to pick up donuts for Charlie. And then we get the hell out of there. That's the idea, everyone. I'm going to try and be funny. So yeah, I'm just in the bathroom before the show started, and this guy's vaguely threatening me. Who goes to a comedy show thinking I'm funnier than the comedian? Look, you might leave a comedy show thinking you're funnier than the comedian, but when you walk in, that's a shitty attitude, sir. He didn't make the end of the show. Uh, He left, Uh, which I was fine with. Anyway, quick check-in before we get to an exciting interview with Greg Sandy Beachler. Also, this is going to sound weird, but I think uh, I need to mention this pre-interview. Uh, <laughs> Greg is black. 
I didn't. I'm only saying that because we got into the interview and uh, we started talking about the term person of color. And I don't think we ever said he was black. I mean, maybe you figured it out. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I am going to just so it will make sense. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we ever mentioned uh, what Greg was. But it's, so it might sound like we're lunatics. Uh, or I sound like a lunatic now. I just want to over-explain uh, what you're about to listen to. Also, Greg mentioned uh, we started, We talked about how he used to train MMA. He actually had three amateur cage fights. And he mentioned... Uh, he, on YouTube, there was video of him at one of his fights. You know what? I'll put a link. I'll put a link in the uh, episode notes. Uh, I watched Greg the Hammer Beachler. That wasn't his name. But I watched his uh, video. It was a very short fight, and he knocked the fuck out of somebody, uh, which is very impressive. I don't... It's interesting. Like, I know... I guess it's because he trained MMA, but even before I knew that about Greg... In the way that I think women are, like, hyper-aware of when a man is perhaps a threat, like, uh, you're like, ah, I don't get a good feeling from that guy. Like, you know, like a safety thing. This is not what I'm suggesting for Greg. What I am suggesting is, like, I've, as a man, we have instincts where Greg is a super nice guy. I've never seen him, like, raise his voice but I also know something in my my biology tells me that if there was ever a situation that might call for violence, Greg Beachler is a fucking problem. Like you just get you get that sense from people. Where it's like, this guy couldn't be nicer, but if like he had to fight someone, it's gonna be a problem. Uh, and that was confirmed when I saw him. Uh, it was like a one-punch fight. Uh, one-punch cage match. So, fun talk. Fun talk with Greg One-Punch Beachler. Uh, so we now join that interview with Gabriel and Greg already in progress. Time to stop all the honest conversation. All of it. All right. No more honest opinions. We are recording. Uh, this is my second guest I've ever had in Kia Rio Studios. And my first <laughs> my first guest of color. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I wanted another white guy. They made me take it. Yeah, I know, right? I apologize. You got you to gotta get these quotas in. Uh, this is Greg. Beachler, who's opened for me many times, hilarious man. Where are you from? Uh, Colorado, by way of Michigan, and then Spokane. Dang. Where? This is a weird question. This is a weird way to open it up. Are any of those places you lived like have a large black population? Uh, Detroit for a minute, but I lived in Michigan, like all over the place. So yeah. Well, Just I guess Detroit. federal ways, like Seattle's, like, compared to Spokane, right? Yeah, I guess. There's more diversity, but everybody's quiet out here. They don't really talk to each other. <laughs> no, that's, that's absolutely true. Do you do you see people smiling smiling broadly at you to be one of the good ones? Is that a, is that more of a Seattle thing? 
That is a Seattle thing. I got like a public defender that's super happy to see me every time she sees me, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> like she goes out of her way to talk to me, but I appreciate it. Uh, I said uh, guest of color sort of on purpose because uh, you have a joke I love about, I'm not going to make you do the joke, but just the concept of um, like the first time you heard the term person of color. Yeah. It, uh, it weirded me out because I remember my grandpa, he's a white guy, old, he died in 2001, he was like 86. That gives you any idea how old he was? Okay. Yeah, and he's uh, he would say shit like, "Oh, I talked to this nice colored girl" or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, "This is what he did," and I was like, "Grandpa, you can't say that shit now. You can't say just colored person." But now it's just flipped. But it's person of color. Person of is, color. It's so close to the thing you're not supposed to say. Yeah, it's literally they changed the words around, added the word of, dropped the ed on colored. It's like the same number of letters if you do the math. But it means something totally different. It's it's asinine to me. It's dumb. It doesn't it, make any sense. It's also kind of weird because person of color, it could be Korean, black, Native American, Mexican. I mean, isn't that kind of weird? Now you're yeah. all in a category. We're all the same, apparently. We're just not Caucasians, I guess. It actually is. When you think of it as saying, it's really saying not white. Which really makes it, it makes it a very offensive term. What do you think about it on those terms? Like, uh, you know, as a person who's not <laughs> Caucasian, who's obviously got all the power, yeah. who's had all the whatever, as a person who's less than, as a, but un- trying to be, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That is, it's, it is pretty funny. But we were, I mean, that's, it is kind of weird, because, you know, I'm 48. You're 40, right? Yeah, I'll be 40 in September. So it's one of those things, uh, you look great, by the way. Thanks, man, appreciate uh, it. It's one of those things where, where you, if you live long enough, you just see people keep changing the term, even though, don't get me wrong, I'm not like, why can't we say the N-word? Yeah. I'm not, this is not where this is going. This All is right. not where this is going. I thought this might be like, well, <laughs> couldn't we just stick to the original terminology? Greg, when I'm singing yeah. along to my favorite rap songs. <laughs> yeah, you don't uh, believe yourself in the car. I get it. Yeah, I go, I go, that person of color gets it. <laughs> uh, but it's like I have a brother who has Down syndrome. Okay. And also had seizures, so he has brain damage. So he functions at about a one-year-old level. And he's, old? he's 46 years old, but he okay. functions like a one-year-old. So in my life, He's been mentally retarded. He's been mentally handicapped. He's been differently abled. Yeah. He's been special needs. Uh, now, I think my daughters would call him neurodivergent. Neurodivergent. All right. Well, your daughters know the, the new yeah. shit, so listen to them. I know. But the funny thing is, it's like, it's all the same. I know. I... Nothing has changed in his life at all. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like, oh, I still want to say... See, I got the R, the retarded word. You ever heard my old joke about that? No, I haven't. Maybe I have, but uh, <laughs> it's I, I I put it up on TikTok a couple months ago and it was taken down. <laughs> <laughs> taken down immediately. Yeah, the joke the joke is um, I feel like I'm allowed to say the word retarded because my brother has Down syndrome and I asked him and he said it's cool. Yeah, as long as he said it's cool. Uh, he also said, I could say the N-word, but he is retarded 
that's the joke. <laughs> he said, he said, was like, oh, he's retarded. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's good. And they didn't like that, huh? Uh, it's funny because even when I did the joke in whenever, years and years ago, it was kind of like, it was a good joke to like wake up a sleepy crowd. Like, wait, what did he say? Yeah, oh. But it was like, even then, it was like a little... You know, I think it's just a clever wordplay, but it, it's like on TikTok, I'm like, I'll, we'll see what happens. And it was it was up for a couple hours, got a lot of views, and then it got taken down for. But like, I don't remember the exact term, but it was like, like mm, eh, okay. Yeah, so I'm not saying like, look, we're not. It's the R word now. Okay, I'm not going to be the old man who hangs on to like, you know, how come I can't say all the words? I don't want to be that dude. But it is kind of funny because it's like all different terms that change nothing. Yeah, it doesn't change it. It's like, well, like, what's his face? It, uh, Doug Stanhope. He's like, well, whatever the new word that you choose is, that's just what we're going to use to insult you with. He's yeah. Like, what, are you developmentally disabled? What's your problem? That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly, and it's like, when I was in high school, uh, the, the sort of special ed, they don't have that term anymore either. Nope. Uh, that program was called, um, it was called the Willows program. I don't know why. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, so the whole school, whenever anyone did something dumb, they'd be like, way to go, Willow. Like, that was the insult, right? Yeah, exactly. So they changed the name from the Willows program to Life Skills. (laughs) Why are kids so brilliantly mean? And immediately, (laughs) everyone was like, way to go, (laughs) Skillo. Skillo. Yeah, just... Could, yeah, whatever the, the term is. Yeah, like, if your friend does something dumb now, you're probably like, you neurodivergent asshole. Like, exactly. you know, it, it is kind of, you know, you're still not uh, changing human nature. You're not changing nature, not changing the context or, like, how we feel about it. Just changing what you can say. No, and that's, you have a joke about that, too, where it's, like, homeless and unhoused. How is that different? Yeah, it's not. It's not undifferent. It's, it's, it, anyway, I almost said it right there. My bad. It's, uh, yeah, neo-diversion that, that you have to change these words all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, dude. <laughs> if, if, uh, if the first word was unhoused, they would have changed it to homeless by now. Do you For know sure. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, whatever it is, like, we just gotta change it every once in a while, and that's, you know, I think I said that earlier, where it's like, if, if the problem was the word homeless... Well, now that they're now yeah. that they're unhoused, there's even more of a problem. Yeah. So apparently, it wasn't the worst. There's even more unhoused. So like, then apparently, we got to change something else. By the way, why are we passing school buses at this time of night? That is a good question. Jail? It's not like a whole basketball game going around right now. Like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, by the way, we're coming back from a uh, uh, a show in Moses Lake, Washington. Moses Lake. What was it? Squirrel fight? Squirrel fight. Yeah. Squirrel fight. Artisan Artisan Brewery. Brewery. I don't think I've said this in many years. Hello, Moses Lake. How we doing? Okay. I feel like some of you are not from Moses Lake. Is that what the case is? Where are you you from? Portland. Portland. Do you need help? Are you here against your blank twice if your car broke down and now you live in a trailer on the outskirts of town? 
Welcome. <laughs> do you, you do you, you're visiting or do you live here now? Visiting. Oh, you're visiting. Wow, that you know what Moses like tourism is doing better than I fucking thought they were. <laughs> People are like, you know what Disneyland's getting expensive. Let's try Moses Lake. <laughs> they got a squirrel fighting brewery. They got a pizza place. There's a dance academy on the end. This is the Disneyland of Moses Lake, right here. Which man? Boys and eggs. Since I started doing comedy, small towns have changed so much. Like there was the, the word artisan, you might as well have said you were in the life skills program. <laughs> uh, like t 15 years ago, there was no artisan anything in a town like Moses Lake, and now it's all fucking fusion restaurants and microbreweries and you know, people who used to live other places who are like, oh, I'm tired of the big city. It's, yeah, just the infiltrating. Yeah! From California, it's like, we hate you. And sometimes I think I could do it. Did you live in a small town? I used to live. Like, I've lived in a couple small towns all life. Did you like it? Uh, no. <laughs> I feel, part of me feels like I could like it, and then, you know, it's like 8 p.m. and nothing's open, and you're like, fuck this. It has nothing to do. You know everybody. Yeah. You know everybody. Yeah. Just, it sounds good, but like I'd rather not know all my neighbor's shit all the time. Yeah, for sure. And anything that happens, you know, anything that happens, everyone's gonna know about it. Yeah, I guess. Right. It's, 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 yeah. I guess Olympia's sort of in between where I live because it's like it's not that small, but it's also it does make you spoiled. Like I, when I travel to big cities. And it's like being from Olympia, like if I, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go get coffee. But I remember when I was in New York City, I, I went to get coffee and there was like a line of 30 people to get the coffee. Damn. And being from Olympia, I'm just like, well, I'm not going there. That line's ridiculous. Why would I wait in line that long? I'll just go somewhere else. And then I realized, oh, everywhere has 30 people in line. But I'm like, I'm a spoiled kind of small town guy. I don't worry about traffic in my town, I don't, you know what I mean? I have plenty of parking all the time. You get used to that shit, and then you go to the big city, and you, you know, it's like my, I know. you get nervous like an old lady. Everything you just said sounded like just so alien to me, like trap, like no traffic, parking everywhere. Yeah. Oh, I think my commute every morning is maybe 20 miles. Take anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours to get there, depending if I don't leave before 5 a.m. That's uh, it's just trap. It's a nightmare, man. Yeah, that's no way to live. I mean, I drive a ton. Obviously, I'm driving home from Moses Lake because there was no hotel with the guy. But yeah, well, <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. Jeez, can see us. Pretty full show. No hotel. Uh, no, it's fine. But it, it is. Uh, if I'm two years away from caring about. Birds, that means three years away from hating squirrels. Am I right on the timeline? Oh, sir, sir! Easy! Holy shit! Are you, are you with her? Uh, yeah. For now, I got you. There's a rarely seen self-talk block. Grown-ass adults who stare out their own window all day. Squirrel, son of a bitch! 
One guy saw that start a brewery. Oh, you know what? Because uh, my other guest that I've had is uh, Casey McLean, and uh, I'm on his podcast on occasion also. And we, we did talk about you yeah, on our last podcast. I did hear about that. But one of the things that Casey said you do that made me fucking howl laughing is because you're, besides your comedy talents, you're like, well, what, what, what would your job be? What would you call that? My job? Yeah. I'm a maintenance tech. Okay, maintenance tech. He said when you go into buildings, you're like looking up at shit. Like, I don't know what, the air conditioning units or something. Oh, shit. I look at all kinds of shit. I look at, like, what kind of lighting they have. Dude, I look for, like, uh, like electrical panels. I look at, <laughs> I, I look at like, just fixtures or outlets just to see if they're good. I'm like, nah, this is bullshit. This is going to catch on fire. This, this is not up to code. See, that is yeah. so hilarious to me because my entire childhood, that was my dad. Yeah? Because he's, like, uh, it was a fancier name than maintenance man, but it, it was, like, for a hospital. He, okay. did, he did, like, all the maintenance and shit and HVAC type shit and all that stuff. So, I, I mean, I, I remember being in, like, band concerts as a kid, and I would look and see my dad sitting in the bleachers just staring up at the at the air conditioning units yeah. and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down here, Dad. Sure. It's like, man, it's out of shit here, man. There must be, like, a leaky coil. Same thing, though. Yeah. He's like, that's not up to code. That's not. Yeah, there's all that shit. Who ran these fucking pipes? <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah. Dude, anytime I've had anyone work on my house, who whatever, they're putting in a bathtub, the last guy who put it in it didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Everything. That's you know, how it is. Yeah. Who put this black flash up? Who, you yeah. see how it's not caulked right here? This is like, this is, this is amateur hour right here. How much you pay this guy? I know. Did you put this in? I'm like, no. If I put it in, I wouldn't be calling you right now. I don't know what. Yeah, that's yeah. my. None of that shit rubbed off on me. Uh, my dad, my whole, my childhood, I just feel like I was always helping him in air quotes. I was helping him fix something, but it would just be like, hand me the seven sixteenth, and I'm like, oh fuck, I don't know. Where's that? What's yeah. you know? It's a seven sixteen. <laughs> just look for. Yeah. yeah, I was always. It just never. Uh, it never clicked. But that's awesome. You have like real life skills, man. I guess, man. I, no. Most part, I mean, I do, but I worked in restaurants a long time. They're like retail shit. But I decided, like, oh man, I don't know. Like, the world's getting pretty wild. I should probably have skills I could take anywhere just in case. So I went to school, did like, got some electrical degree. That's what that Mike Rowe always says we should do. Yeah, just get uh, trade skills. Yeah, trade skills. I mean, I would encourage my children to do that, but I don't. That's I'm not sure the trades would recover. I don't think that's their skill set, you know? Maybe. Well, like, what is the skill set? I don't know. I don't know. It's not my skill set. I, my wife fixes shit around the house. I'm a real. Uh, I'm a feminist, I just realized. I let, I let my wife fix shit. No, I always appreciated it about you that you're just so progressive. It's <laughs> <laughs> so boring thinking of like this guy, Gabe, is a role model for the future. I thought I used to be progressive, and then I just got old. Yeah, I think that's a thing though. Once you have yeah. kids, and like you gotta like take care of other lives, yeah. you stop worrying about so many other issues that you can't really deal with anyway. Dude, I, when I was 
20. You know, I had a dyed orange half mohawk. And I was like, I felt like I was like, you know, I wasn't like, I was never a drug guy. I was never, I was just into the punk rock music and stuff. But I still felt like I was like as progressive as you could possibly get. And then you just like fast forward 20 years and you wake up one day and you go, wait, what do they want to be called? Yeah, what? And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Yeah, yeah that's how it works. Oh uh, my God, do I have to subscribe to the Daily Mail now? I know. <laughs> Who am I as a person? <laughs> yeah, that's that's another thing where you're like, well, this person raises a lot of good points. And you're like, oh no. Oh no, yeah. Uh-oh, yeah, yeah. I can't oh, go shit. down this road. Yeah. Exactly. Like, what was $144 a year now? (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like, I don't know, without saying anything and still trying to say something, I I don't know how many, I feel like there's sort of a, there's people who look at both sides and go like, well, this is ridiculous. Uh, But we're the quietest. Yeah, I feel like that's most of the country, though. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh my goodness, these these silly gooses. I'm just gonna shut up, though. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm gonna shut up right now. I'm, I already shot my mouth off last episode. So remember my uh, my grandma. Yeah, last episode. Hold on. I don't know what that was. <laughs> but I've had a few. Well, people you're like, a part of it. Yeah, I, I've had a few people. That I don't even know. I'm like, hey, man, they were really ripping you on that shit. Like, Gabe was talking uh, about drinking insulin straight up. I'm like, first off, he can't afford that. He's a comic. <laughs> okay. Very, yeah. When when I was on Casey's podcast. Uh, uh, I always almost call it Everybody Loves Raymond. Everyone hates. Everyone hates Casey. Yeah, everyone hates. Casey McClain. Is, is that, that right? I don't. I don't listen to his horseshit. I'm not impressed with Casey McClain, a, but he has a <laughs> podcast. It's a very funny podcast name in the sense that when people use it in his intro when they're introducing him to go on stage and they're like, he's got a podcast called Nobody Likes Casey McClain, yeah. and the whole crowd's kind of like, well, then oh, why, why should yeah, we? Oh. That's how it goes. <laughs> what we talked about about you was uh, we talked about uh, well, you have uh, basal cell autoimmunity. Yeah, you can rebrand it, buddy. You can <laughs> talk about the basal cell, but you got type two, type one diabetes. Oh fuck! I, yeah, I, don't I, get I'm it. so sorry. Yeah, takes the wrong. You no, know I'm offended now. Dude. I'm so sorry. Type two is the kind you earn. Yeah, the kind you work for. Yeah, and uh, Greg, Greg's got the kind that Jesus gives you. Yeah, the lazy kind that you just show up with one day. You know what I mean? That guy. <laughs> yeah, there was, you didn't snack your way into a disability. <laughs> yeah, I just woke up to it one day. But I peed at my friend's house. Like, tell that. I mean, we talked playing? about that. Tell that. Tell them again. Tell them the thousands of listeners what what it was like when you found out you had diabetes because that yeah. freaks me out okay well it was a first it was a, a like a month that makes sense like i remember one night i was at my friend jake domer's house and it was late at night and I shout just, out domer yeah shout out domer i kept getting up just i was so thirsty i couldn't stop drinking water i don't know what the fuck it was i couldn't satiate my thirst and i was peeing all night and i ended up like just peeing in his bed and i was like oh fuck i don't know man i'm sorry i don't know what's going on and then it just, you know, kept getting thirstier, kept out to pee more. I missed like two weeks of school, lost 30 pounds. As a 13 year old. Yeah, and then finally my mom, like, I could shake my stomach and you could hear water in it. Oh my God. 
Like, it was just that nuts. So my mom finally took me to the hospital and was like, yeah, man, your blood sugar's like 9.56. We're surprised you're awake talking to us right now. You know, let's get you admitted. I remember I was in the hospital for like three days, the best three days of sleep I ever had. <laughs> yeah, then I just had to learn, like, hey, man, you got to take all this insulin now and do all this math. And good luck. Guy, it was like 1996. Well, so you were probably kind of actually relieved when you got the diagnosis in some sense, right? Yeah, I guess. Like, at least I know what it is. At least I don't have to, like, drink all this stuff. But it wasn't really relieving because yeah. my, uh, my stepdad's dad had type 2 diabetes, but he would always take insulin shots. And I remember telling him to his face, like, oh, if I had to do that, I'd kill myself. Okay, <laughs> like, I was like, now it's like, oh, you got the worst kind, bro. Uh, what I said to Casey is because you, you guys, uh, you and Casey were in Austin, Texas. For sure. Um, and, uh, you were having some, I guess, insulin trouble, right? Some, some, your levels were off. Yeah, they just, they, I, I just kept having low blood sugar. I don't know what the fuck it was. Uh, <clears throat> I thought everything was bigger in Texas. It, yeah, it's true. It's facts. <laughs> it's like, no. So you know, I was... Lower lows Gently, it was Casey. Casey said, "I defended you." <laughs> Casey said, "Like I said, <laughs> no, I'm I was not. I was giving you shit because I'm like, you know, your body's constantly trying to kill you." And I was like, "How do you not just have an emergency orange juice on you at all times?" I believe is what I said. Ah, uh, yeah, and uh, you would be correct. I did have one, but I drank it all, and I just didn't have like a second emergency one that I I didn't <laughs> think I'd need. Do you yeah. have one now? Now? Yeah. Oh, good now. I don't know. I have uh, like a, a couple snacks, sugar, just in case it okay. goes wrong. All right. But it's like three hours. Yeah, I don't know. It was like the plane ride. I do, too, and my insulin's fine right now. Yeah. That's <laughs> 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 yeah, like, I just eat something and my body regulates it like it should. It's great. And can you drink with type 1? Does that fuck you up at all? Uh... No, as long as I'm drinking, like, higher proof stuff. Like, the higher the alcohol content, the lower the sugar. Oh, okay, so, so like whiskey or... Yeah, like whiskey or yeah. whatever, anything. I, I, that's why I like drinking straight liquor. I can just drink straight liquor just fine. doesn't really fuck with me. Uh, I had a, uh, I guess you'd call it an irregular heartbeat uh, in 2020. Like a murmur or what? No, it was like, um, it was just erratic. There was no elevated pulse level. There was no shortness of breath, but it still freaked me out, right? Okay. And so, um, I mean, your heart does shit like it all the time. It'll like skip a beat or whatever. We don't even really notice. But if you're noticing, then you're like, okay, what the hell's going on? And then, so I went in and uh, they were like, yeah, it is kind of, uh, you know, skipping a certain percentage of beats or whatever so they did all this testing and they're like it's fine it's you're getting the amount of blood you need to get they did all the you know ekg or some other test yeah they're like you're fine but they're like if it's annoying you we could give you some beta blockers and i go it is annoying me i think i would like to take the beta blockers and then they go but you wouldn't be able to drink alcohol on those. And I'm like, I can live with it. I can learn to live with it. <laughs> I immediately bailed out. <laughs> <laughs> I can learn to live with it. No 
beta blockers. Like, uh, what do beta blockers do? I know people take them to like calm their nerves. Yeah, I think it just calms your. I don't exactly know, and I it actually went away on its own anyway. Okay, good. Um, so, uh, yeah, but yeah, I think I know people take beta blockers. I've heard of people like before they perform on TV and shit. They'll take yeah, beta I've heard like the symphony people, you know, whatever. It's like, oh, I gotta play this clarinet. See, I'm in China, so I gotta <laughs> make sure I'm good. It's a big concert. Yeah. I I feel like I would take beta blockers to not be nervous, and I would fuck up the the amount or something, and I would just be in a fucking coma. Yeah, I would have not enough energy. Or, or, yeah, exactly. Like, like, yo, I'm doing poorly, but I don't care. Yeah, I that don't makes care. Sense. I'm yeah. very low key right now. I feel that's what that's what like Vicodin and oxycodone. I think oxycontin. They do. Cotton, it's like yeah. it's not even so much that you. It's like I guess it hurts still if you have like an oral surgery or something. They're like, I guess it hurts. I just don't care. I just don't care. Like, yeah, <laughs> pain, but whatever. Yeah. That's Did the, my mom die? Sure. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> yeah. That's too mellow. So I did not do the beta blockers. And uh, I healed myself with kettlebells. Oh, nice, man. What do you got? Like a 36-pounder? <laughs> no. I do have a shake weight. Oh, okay. Have you ever shake weighted, Greg? I, I, I have. I can talk you some through some of my programs. So what did I... I did, even when I was watching the shake weight, I'm like, what is this working <laughs> What is this word exactly? Like some oh, arms. everything. I mean, it does. It, pra- it, pra- it tightens your arms up and shit, but it's pretty funny. It's pretty silly. It's, uh, it's, I don't think there's a lot of, I think bodybuilders use it right before they perform. But right before they're like judged and shit. They're yeah. like backstage doing like, it. Because it kind of, really, it kind of pumps you up a little yeah, bit. You I know? can see that. I've seen them like use, uh, those like elastic bands, those thick ones to like get like a quick pump just to really do something fast. But uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I but I I, I I do use one. It's pretty it's pretty hilarious. But uh, that's the level of uh, yeah workout. Didn't you used to fight? I did used to fight. Like, I do a lot of stuff. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what uh, like mixed martial arts, right? Yeah. Uh, Cage by I, I only fought as an amateur, but I used to train for a long time. I did, yeah, I started Taekwondo when I was like 12. Now, and, what uh, made you stop doing that? Just, you know, just the diabetes, man. It's just too uh, old. Yeah, just yeah, getting too yeah. beat up. If I listed my injuries from cage fighting or just training from that shit, it's like, oh, wow, man, you're still alive, huh? Yeah, that's... So how many, like... Besides training, how many like fights did you have? Amateur fights, whatever. Three amateur fights. Three amateur fights. And then, uh, you know, where I actually got in a cage and shut the door and fought some dude. One of them was uh, on YouTube. Really? Check it out. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm finding that for sure. For sure. I'm going to shake weight while I watch it, Greg. <laughs> I sent you the link. <laughs> Please do. Fight. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that was a... Uh, Can you talk about what it feels like to know... A guy's about to try to kill you. What like, it feels like, it's... Like when you walk in, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... I assume you came into a Limp Biscuit song. No, I came into... <laughs> I should have, I tried, but they didn't have it. You know what I mean? I was like, give me something to break. They're like, we don't have that. Just do CI, bring them out. So... Yeah, I used to have a bit about how I used to fight and shit.
shit like that and how I like comedy's easier because like silence hurts a lot yeah. less to get punched in the face. Like I don't know, it's easier to bomb, but like I can still eat an apple afterward. Like my jaw's not all fucked up. <laughs> yeah, no matter yeah. how bad comedy goes, <laughs> yeah. I can still eat an apple. I can still eat an apple afterward. Like you know what, this is good. Go <laughs> sleep. You know what? That is a very positive, healthy outlook on anything. Like you know, like you know what? After this is over. I can still eat it. I can still eat it. Yeah, I can still walk without limbs. I can breathe without my ribs. Yeah, I've broken yeah. all my fingers except my thumbs. Every one of my toes. Torn my calf muscle twice. I've broken oh. two ribs. Jesus. Uh, yeah, like almost. I thought I paralyzed myself a couple times, slamming right on my head. One time uh, doing comedy, I like. Put the, I bumped the mic on my lower lip and it kind of got puffy for like an hour. Yeah, right? It's like, oh no. So I understand. I'm but you're going to notice through. this. I know. I understand yeah. giving it up for your craft. Yeah. I've had I've had broken noses, like black eyes from being punched in the face several times. So I know what that looks like. I'm not going to say anything about Amber Heard, but like I saw. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you were uh, yeah, a witness like, for the defense. Yeah, I like, like I don't think like that match is getting punched in the face a bunch of times. Like you seem pretty cool there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just all right. I don't want to get into all that, but you know, I watched the whole trial, of course. Do you have a professional opinion on if that was dog shit on the bed? I don't. I mean, it seemed bigger than like terrier shit. Like your yeah, terrier looked, did not look like terrier. Yeah, shit. yeah. Maybe she got like another dog to sit on the bed, but it definitely wasn't there. Yo, that looks like the kind of shit you have after you eat a terrier. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, <laughs> the whole trial was funny, and then like all the shit afterward was hilarious. Uh, but did he win? No, he definitely won. The only thing she won was like a part of it was like, do you think that they couldn't prove that she set some shit up maliciously with her friends when they called the cops? There was a whole long statement by his lawyer that they're like, okay, this seemed like maybe this wasn't fair, so we'll give you two million. Okay. But still, overall, he, she owes him eight million dollars. What? Yeah. What? Uh, what an embarrassment of a couple. I know. Man. I mean, to get to that point, just the 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 recording. Well, that's a bad sign, also. Yeah, that you have to record everything. When you're both recording each other, you know. Uh, but yeah, just to have it get to that point, like I, you know, I said to my wife, we're doing all right. You know what I mean? We're doing pretty good uh, compared to these two. <clears throat> but I, this is the thing about fighting I wanted to ask you, is it's like, obviously all those terrible injuries, but there's got to be something. Like, that level of adrenaline has to be pretty addicting, right? Uh, you think, right? that level of adrenaline, but adrenaline dumps like that are really tiring. They yeah. really affect your body. Yeah. And you get that type of adrenaline just training. Okay. It's like, oh, it's a sparring day. It's like, fuck, man, do I really want to go? I'm going to get punched in the face a lot today. Yeah. Or I'm going to get choked out a lot today. Or I'm going to have to work out really hard a lot today. Like, you just get used to those adrenaline dumps. I can't even imagine because the only thing I have to compare it to is when I started comedy because, you know, just absolute fucking terrified the first handful of times I did it. And even that 
makes me identify with the adrenaline dump you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like on the way home, I would. It's like you almost want to start crying or like lay down or like. Yeah. It's just like you just feel too much. Later, yeah, yeah. Uh, even if it went well, even if it went well, I'd just be like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just love comedy so much. Oh, fucking these pieces of shit. So I can't even imagine if I did a fucking spinning elbow. <laughs> yeah. Or some shit, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, oh, it's it's wild, especially when you're done. Yeah. Afterward, you're like, oh, fuck. It's for a party, want to drink, it feels so good. Yeah, because you probably weren't doing that to get ready, right? No, no, no. Did like, you, did you have, every morning. Did you have sex before the big fight? I didn't. My ex-wife was very upset. She didn't believe that that was a thing. She thought I was fucking other women because I wouldn't have sex with her in a few days before the fight. For a few days? Yeah. Man, that's how good Greg Dick is. Um, it's pretty good. Like, I've, I've had pretty good reviews. I mean, that's why I don't just give it out to everyone. That's a pretty good review. I didn't feel bad about mine until I realized it's going to take a lot more than two days before my wife complains. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was doing all right, but we oh, had a, two weeks, baby. But two weeks, man. I don't even know. My girl would be very upset. What's this? Two weeks? What's that? That's hilarious. They instantly went to like. What a what a what a ruse that she thought you went through to be like I don't want to have sex for a couple days before my yeah. fight. And she's like you Brent you made that up because you're fucking someone else. Yeah, you're fucking someone else. Like oh yeah. It's like no no. I'm gonna they're gonna lock a door behind me and I'm gonna be stuck in a cage with a dude. So what do you what is the benefit of like what? That you're too relaxed if you've had an orgasm recently. You need I don't the know angst. What, I don't know what. The old, it was like a boxing thing first. I yeah, mean, like it I made your legs it. weak. Okay. I mean, like it, apparently coming, like you just all your leg muscles are dead afterward. I guess. I guess right after, right after you come, like you look weird walking, right? Yeah. I mean, look, if if I was gonna have to fight someone, I wouldn't want to do it immediately after having sex because I would just be. I would giggle. I would be, yeah, you're an idiot right yeah, after. Too relaxed. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, this is, even, I mean, even, like, during sex, you're like, you know, there's all those thoughts of, like, whatever, this is great. We should do this all the time. We might, we should do this again after this round is over. Do you know what I mean? You're like, yeah, yeah. It's like, and then, like, the second it's over, there, it, it feels a little silly. But you're like, well, that was a lot of hullabaloo. Yeah, that was like, a lot of hullabaloo. Why we, uh, am I with you? Woo! This is fucking, now I feel gross. I think we both said some things we regret. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I guess it does kind of make sense. I have never uh, been in combat sports. Um, but hey, the, what sports did you, were you into? The greatest athletic achievement in my life is I bowled a 256 once. That's incredible. And I fucked that morning. So, oh, so that's what, what did it? You were just nice and relaxed? I think that's what did it. Also, the pink ball. Uh, I think that helped me relax. Nice. Nice. Uh, also, my second best bowling score ever is probably 150. About, <laughs> like, it was out of nowhere. Yeah, I was about to say, man, my highest score ever achieved is like 154. Yeah, it was, uh, I was, 
any cliched thing you could say about sports, like Michael Jordan and the flu game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just... Josh 71. Well, the, like, the time he shrugged at Magic Johnson, remember that game? Yeah. Like, he just... Was that the flu game? No. Okay, that was a different game. He just kept making flu shots. Game like, the finals of yeah. the Jazz and shit. Yeah. All of those, I was in the zone, the, the basket looked three times as big as it normally does. All of those things, I was feeling bowling. I was just like, the ball's going slower, it's lighter, you know. You got your leg kicking out perfectly, you're just like, oh. Yeah. My wrist was perfect. Yeah. It was like locked in the perfect position. I don't know, I couldn't move it if I tried. I mean, it was uh, it was quite a moment, and then I should have never bowled again. Yeah, if I pull on 256, I'll take a picture, show my friends, and that'd be it. That'd be done. If I hadn't had sex already, I think I could have got laid from that 256. <laughs> you didn't bring it up later? like, hey, I know we had it earlier this morning, but I got 256. So, like, round two? What are you talking about? It also was about my weight at the time, so maybe that had something. You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> I wish I could bowl my way now. That'd be fantastic, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. This is way better than my best score. It's, it is hilarious, though. It was in Ocean Shores that my wife and I were, like, on vacation before we had kids or whatever. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. I was just in Ocean Shores. What? September-ish. Oh, so you, you saw my friend's picture on the wall. Maybe, but, like, where the fuck was this bowling alley? I don't even know what's there anymore. Yeah, because they have one bar in the town. One Dude. bar. Okay. My wife and I went to Ocean Shores last summer. Okay. And I I felt like, like as a state, we need to do a GoFundMe for Ocean Shores. Like, it's horrible. <gasps> there's it's, nothing there. There's nothing there. It's falling apart. We went to a coffee shop with, like, it's like water pouring through holes in the ceiling. Not closed. Just like, what can I get for you next to a bucket? Yeah. yeah. Was it the... Uh... I bet you I know what coffee shop you're talking about. There's only one in town. Yeah. It's like yeah. next to where you park to go to the beach. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. And it's like every restaurant was like, we're slow because we don't have enough employees. Uh, it was like, man, this, this, I mean, everywhere it kind of has a labor shortage, but like little places like Ocean Shores, Washington, it's like, holy shit. You were clamming or whatever? Uh, no, we just hung out. Yeah, that's all we... It was raining the whole time. No service anywhere. It was yeah. so shitty. Even the, we went to the casino, and they were like, we're like, let's go eat at the casino. They'll have employees. And they were like, it's a two-hour wait. Like, it's a two-hour wait. Right. We don't have any employees. Like, can I put a fucking... <laughs> can I put an apron on in the back? I don't... <laughs> can I work here for a few hours? Jesus. So I can drop some fries? My God. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it's a little better now. But it, yeah, that Ocean Shores is, is rough. Yeah, it was pretty rough, man. Walked the beach a bunch. Did you go with your lady or your friend? Yeah, like, uh, just my girlfriend, Tamara. We went out. It was fun. Like it was fun hanging out with her, doing shit. But like, there was nothing to do. Yeah, there. Yep, there is. There is absolutely nothing to do there. Uh, you so you would have loved bowling. I might be gone. It's probably gone. Yeah, no. That, if there was bowling, I would have been doing it, but I didn't see it. We hung out at one bar. They went to another town that looked like a Hollywood set of a, what a small town should be. <laughs> Yeah. It was creepy. Yeah. But they had a uh, good tequila flight at some spot I was at. Good tacos. Uh, if, okay, let's say this. You get to be a professional athlete. Okay. What what sport or discipline or anything are you choosing? 
say baseball, but I feel like there's not a lot of damage on your body. Yeah. You can do it for a long time. Your face is out there, so people kind of know you if they're into the sport, and you can make a lot of money. Yeah, I all of that, and I, baseball is my favorite sport. I am a 48-year-old white man, so baseball is my favorite okay. sport. I do not like baseball, but I was still playing for money. I get that, and I also think my answer shows a lot about where, why my comedy career is where it is, because I actually think I would pick something like bowling, okay, like professional bowling, because it's like, sure, if you're like really into bowling. You probably would recognize someone who was good at it, but like, you can have your life. You can go anywhere. You could be the best bowler in the world. Walk around Disneyland. Maybe one person would recognize you. One savage would recognize. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Or you know, yeah. If it was. <laughs> Yo, you bowled that two seventy eight. <laughs> Is that Gabriel <laughs> Thumbs Rutledge? Oh my God. <laughs> I heard about what you did at Ocean Shores. Yeah, yeah, I heard you had like a deformity in your wrist that actually makes you great at bowling that people can't match your shit. Yeah. I heard they knocked that building down after you bowled a 256. They're like, it's all. <laughs> I also feel like that number's going to go up as I get older. I bowled a 320, like Grandpa. That's impossible. Uh, but yeah, I, I do. I think that level of like, because I still think they make money. But I, but do they? I don't know. i got to rethink it now that I I bet they do all right. Yeah, you have to be good. I think it's like a, a million dollar tournament every ten years. But that's probably the big guys. It's pro- yeah. the people who like don't make the finals, and the, you know what I mean. It's probably like back to selling cars or whatever the fuck they do. Uh, or maybe they all work in bowling alleys. Maybe yeah, that's what they. Maybe do. I feel like unless you're the upper echelon of professional bowlers, you have a day job. Uh. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right about that. I just realized I'm in the professional bowling of entertainment and stand-up comedy. So, it, 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 you know, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry. Or, I'm going with baseball, right fielder, I don't have to do much. Yeah. Also, especially if you're like a, if you're like, I don't know, a left-handed relief pitcher, you can do it until you're 44, you know? Uh... If you're the guy they, they call in to get one left-handed batter out, you know, yeah. you can hang out for years. <laughs> it's just chill, just bored. No one should pick football. No, man. Who now, picks football? It's like, I want a quick career or I might just injure myself yeah. immediately. And no guaranteed money. Yep. No, football's terrible. My uncle wouldn't even let me play football in high school. I mean, that sucks, but maybe he was right. I don't know. He was right. He was an athletic trainer for a college like most of the injuries he had to deal with was football. Yeah, that's, uh, but like, I mean, I've heard people say about like, whatever, guys in the UFC or whatever, I, I've heard it like, oh, it's actually safer than boxing because boxing with the padded gloves, you just keep beating the shit out of people and you can actually do more damage, but I don't know about all that. I, how are old MMA people doing? Do you like know not, I mean? well, look at Chuck Liddell. Yeah. Old fools, man. Beat the shit. Yeah, and he sounds like just a nose talking now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just. Uh. Yeah, that's a. I, I get that, but it's also like. No, I don't. I don't believe that boxing or MMA is safer than boxing. It doesn't seem like it's possible. Just yeah, a no. straight fist to the face. That's fine, but there's other shit like that's happening. Mean, you get kicked. 
knee, elbow, there's the grappling. You're, I've definitely lost an inch of height. Are you serious? Just grappling. Oh my god. See, that's not, that's, you should have quit sooner. I know, I should have, I was already short. I was like, you know what, just go shorter. <laughs> At least you can beat people up now. Uh, oh good, my check engine light's on. This is a good sign. Oh yeah, yeah. This is uh, the yeah. optimal, bro. Yeah, this is an optimal place for it. It just does that sometimes. It's all part of the podcast studio. The on-air light is on. <laughs> uh, well, plug something. What do you got? What's Ooh, your... what I got? Uh, what is this coming out? I don't know. <laughs> Probably next week. Next week? Yeah. Okay, so... Shonish, uh, you probably catch me in Kennewick. Doing some fucking wild sage brewery. Check me out there. Uh, Fort Townsend at a haunted castle soon. Oh, I've done that. Yeah. That's a good time. And then I got Jokers coming up, I think. Yeah, the 8th uh, and 9th when you're recording your shit. So I'll be thinking of you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, do you got a website? Uh, I don't, but you can follow me, Greg Beachler. Uh, do I need a website? Podcast yeah. is not over. It's an intervention. All right. What's the purpose of having a website? Though? Well, it's not that people are going to seek you out. Well, it's kind of nice if people search you that it comes up. Okay. Because it's like a spot to go, and it will direct people to other places. But it's almost more like a professional thing. It's almost more like for comedy professional shit for it's like you know you put your headshots on there it makes you look legit All that, right. that kind of shit gotcha. it can be real basic like when you got a square space I, I don't but uh that shit's all getting way easier to like make your own stuff but because I do feel like there's certain uh certain bookers that if you were like What's his website? And you're like, I don't have one. They'd be like, who the fuck is this guy? All right. So uh, I will have a website this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be Greg Beachler, uh, comedy.com. Please check it out. By the time this is released, I will have it up. I love you, game. Yeah, but uh, Instagram. 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 Oh, at Greg Beachler's and everything. Just beach. Like you're going to the beach. L-E-R. Check me out. I post. Not much, but when I do pose, it's, it's worth it. <laughs> You're too busy fucking. Yeah, too busy fucking. <laughs> too busy running, too busy doing shows, too busy re- living real life. Uh, I actually, uh, I don't, I don't have sex for 48 hours before I post on Instagram. I feel like to make a good post, I need to have my chi in the right direction. Yeah, I need to have that mojo. You can't just be giving it to all these women. I gotta post hungry. All right. Thanks, Greg. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on. (laughs) By the way, on behalf of all married men everywhere, do not ask us about your bangs. I don't know what shit you're going through right now, but that is not our business, and bangs ain't going to fix it. First of all, first of all, I want to say they look terrific. <laughs>